Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Lori Rowlandson. I'm the Senior Vice President of Strategy and Innovation for Brookfield Global Integrated Solutions. I'm so delighted to be here today at Coronet in Boston. The theme of the conference is What's Next? Exploiting Uncertainty. And I just think it's an amazing topic and such an interesting discussion. So today I'm going to talk about the five disruptions affecting real estate within the next three years and try to break it down into a practical view. We have an expression at BGIS called practical innovation. So we really try to take some of these big concepts, educate on what they are, and then give you some simple, simple practical steps on what you can do to make progress. Because sometimes it's it's a, a big overwhelming topic, and how do you get started? Where do you begin? Baby steps forward. One of the, my favorite car commercials out there right now is the future is not one day you wake up with a jetpack and you fly to work. Before you know it, you're plugging in your electric car, so change is ubiquitous, and that's one of the things I hope to impart on you today. So, let's talk about disruption in corporate real estate. I really do feel this is the most exciting time we've ever had in our profession. Disruption is happening everywhere and our profession is not untouched by disruption and transformation. It's really exciting. What I, what I find really interesting is that we're moving away from being real estate-centric, we're moving away from being real estate-centric to employee-centric. Who knew that all of us in real estate would start to become in the business of HR? But we're starting to see real estate as an enabler of productivity, transparency, and choice. Real estate is becoming about people and enabling their productivity or using data to hack their productivity. But it's all around people and productivity, creating a great brand and culture and experience so that your organization becomes a destination for talent. Because at the end of the day, it's all about people. It's how people power the business. And there's a demand for talent. Let's take a few seconds just to talk about disruptive influences, what they are, why they go viral. Disruptive influences are some, doing something completely different, and they tend to go viral when they can do one of three things. So any one of these things can make them unstoppable. The first thing is they reduce cost or eliminate some form of waste. So we're always looking to reduce cost. That still remains in one of the top objectives of corporate real estate professionals. But doing things traditionally, we've reached a point of maximum saturation. We need to leverage technology and do things different to be able to drive costs down. So that's one. That's anything that um, results in cost reduction, is, it becomes a catalyst. The second is around creating a great experience in the workplace. And the third is creating convenience. So you think of some of the disruptive influences that have come, uh, come out and been real industry killers or industry changers, I'll say it like that. Um, so the online shopping with retail. Online shopping has completely transformed the retail landscape. Um, banking online instead of in store. Um, remember there was a lot of suspicion around that at first and now pretty much everybody does it. Digital photos instead of physical photos. And now we're seeing things like um, the biggest hotel in the world is uh, Airbnb, right? Um, so an app enabled that. They actually don't own any real estate. And same with Uber and taxis. Uh, people tried to suppress Netflix when it happened and, and, and um, Napster. And of course, now that's become much more mainstream. So those are examples from the past. But I want you to really think about things that are here and now that are going to affect us in the future. So how much is space as a service or co-working going to impact traditional real estate orga organizations and transactions? So 
if we have a huge amount of our space and co-working, do we need the same type of stay-behind real estate organizations? All of those services are turnkey. So how is that going to affect us? When will augmented reality help give us a new level of, of skills or the ability to do something that we didn't know how to do, like change a tire instead of calling roadside assistance or conduct complex repairs on demand in some of our buildings using retired experts that just um, FaceTime in essentially through something like Google Glass? When will artificial intelligence make our portfolio analysts irrelevant? So there's a lot of changes that are coming to our profession. Now, one of the things I really like to focus on with our clients is how we break this down. There's so much change happening, so much technology. There's, it's the Wild West. There's technology popping up everywhere. So how do we make those decisions? And, and I see clients being fearful of choosing one solution or another, you know, the beta versus VHS decision. How do we actually break it down into actionable points? So I'm going to give you five big topics with suggested actions behind each one of them. That are, and these are trends that are affecting corporate real estate. The first one is the war on talent. It's starting to drive much more agile labor practices. Agile labor is flexible access to the right resources at the right time using different types of labor sourcing strategies. And we're gonna, so whether you call it the gig economy, agile labor, contingent workforce, temporary experts, whatever you wanna call it, we've gotta be a lot more organized in we, the way we access this labor. And what's driving uh, access to, or demand for agile labor, I should say, is the war on talent. Uh, it's a perfect storm right now because not only demographically, there's just not enough people, um, but we're also going through a massive disruptive time and a lot of transformation. And there are skills that we need for the future and they're changing quickly. Uh, there's all kinds of roles in real estate now that didn't exist a few years ago, we're hearing, uh, you know, C-suite people, chief experience officers, there's new roles and skills that are necessary and it's changing very, very quickly and we're having a hard time keeping up. And problem three is um, it's creating a, a scarcity of resources and skills and this is driving up labor costs, which is uh, not making companies profitable. So being clever about how you access the right resources at the right time using this contingent or gig economy workforce is going to become important. The second trend is around hospitality. We're seeing a huge crossover from the hospitality industry into facilities management and corporate real estate. Everybody wants to create that Disney-like experience at work for their employees, making it a cool and fun place to work, a destination for talent, but they're equipping uh, their workplaces with technologies or resources to be able to create a seamless and convenient experience for both um, customers and employees. So whether you see that as community managers or workplace ambassadors or some sort of workplace concierge, uh, we are seeing much, much more of that. So my question for you on this category is, what do you think the number one barrier to employee productivity is in your workplace? Is it they have to go on offsite to get great coffee? Um, you know, what is available to them? What is the photocopier hard to work? It's everything that you if, you, if you track a day in the life of an employee, identify where they're wasting time. Maybe they forgot a power cord and they don't have an access to one. So what are the things that are causing impacts to productivity? What's the number one barrier to productivity in your workplace? And attack it, hack it, have a hackathon. And then repeat, continue to work on what's important to them. And using and creating convenience for employees using these different types of services and creating this wow experience at work is one of the ways to enable that. 
The third trend we see is space as a service, co-working or space becomes a utility. And this is one of the most disruptive influences I feel we have coming to, to corporate real estate, especially in the office demographic, perhaps a little bit less in some of the other portfolio classes. But imagine if you just did pay-as-you-play uh, model for your real estate, at least some portion of your real estate, right? You might not be able to go 100% of your portfolio, but some portion of it. And think about all the costs we have tied up in real estate to maintain and design and the space itself, as well as the labor to run the space. And imagine if you're able to shift your portfolio to more of a utility or on-demand model. And this is amazing because uh, it, it creates a significant benefits that touch on some of the disruptive um, catalysts that I mentioned earlier. Number one is the cost of um, a co-working space is, is typically less than half of a traditional occupancy allocation. So a typical occupancy allocation, uh, which means that you divide uh, the amount of real estate cost divide, divided by your employee population, it's typically, you know, again, depending on the business, and it ranges what we see typically between eight dollars and $15,000 a person. You can get a co-working space for less than half of that cost. So imagine converting 20% of your portfolio to something like that. Another is agile and on-demand, so speed, speed to market. The ability, you know, just a few days before the end of the month, you can ask, you have a new employee coming aboard, if you have a new little agile team coming aboard, or five or seven people, you instantly get access to that. Um, so on-demand, whereas real estate decisions in the past have been, you know, five years, 10 years, fit up, it takes a long time to, to turn that big ship. Whereas on-demand, it's ready to go. I think the other thing about these co-working spaces is that they create an amazing environment. People love to work there. So it's a big part of brand and convenience and cool, and they are very conveniently located. So all of those features together really make it a very compelling option. And I know it would germinate really out of the small to medium-sized business, but we're starting to see co-working organizations get much, much more sophisticated in how they're dealing with large organizations to that effect. Number four is how we're seeing uh, real estate professionals enable human behaviors and change, change management and culture. And whoever thought we would be in the business of human behaviors, but we are enabling those behaviors. One of the trends that we see is leveraging technology in a, game, in a gamification platform to be able to incentivize the right employee behaviors. So it starts with identifying what behaviors do you want the employee to emulate, whatever that is. It can be around people, profit or planet. So people would be things like wellness, volunteer hours, um, get your training done on time, change management. I think inspiring people to change through gamification versus dictating change through some of the traditional ways we do change management. Um, profit, so financial decisions, encouraging employees to make financial decisions that benefit you and, and capturing that. So try working remotely so you're creating less pressure on space or have a virtual meeting instead of taking a taxi to another building. All of that adds up. Uh, and plan it, of course. So carp encouraging employees to carpool to work, have a paperless day, a meatless day, take more virtual meetings. Yeah, and I love the idea of inspiring change versus dictating change. And having a bit of friendly competition and fun at work is, is absolutely fantastic. It, it allows you to be very goal-oriented, very achievement-oriented. Think about all of the, the elements of gamification. It's really around 
um, education, you set goals, you have fun challenges. Think of it like Fitbit for the workplace and you get feedback. I think that's a really important part of it as well, which brings me to my last point, which is around feedback. We're seeing bi-directional feedback. Everything is getting Yelpified. Um, we're starting to see feedback flow in both directions. So we used to have traditional employee evaluations and an annual assessment of employees. Well, now we're actually seeing employees starting to assess us as employers with things like Glassdoor and other types of more agile feedback. So whether it be Google or Yelp or other uh, Zoom or other types of uh, feedback mechanisms, employees are actually providing transparent and direct feedback. Anybody can uh, raise their voice directly. Something like Glassdoor, if you haven't seen it, it's really worth looking at it. You can rate their CEO, you can rate the company, um, and the likelihood to recommend. So very, very interested around how employees are providing feedback to their employers outside of very traditional mechanisms. And, and uh, it's, so it's going both ways as well. Well, that really wraps up the, the five top uh, disruptors and that we're seeing collide with corporate real estate and how it will potentially impact. And I hope we've given you some pointers as little things that you can do to be able to take baby steps towards your roadmap of transformation and progress and change. My name's Lori Rowlandson. I'm the Senior Vice President of BGIS, Brookfield Global Integrated Solutions. If we're not already connected on LinkedIn, I'd love to connect with you. I have, doesn't matter where you work. We have an amazing community of corporate real estate professionals, and I love to be able to share and exchange information freely, and I'd love to connect with you and continue the conversation. Thanks, and have a great summit. Lick. <laughs>